0: Welcome to Much More Much Here with Pup Duffy and Caroline, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Omar Mora. He is a writer, producer, director, actor, physician, and comic book creator. He is also a Comic-Con attendee. We're getting him fresh off the San Diego Comic-Con. Omar, welcome.
1: Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: You are just doing everything at the moment, huh?
1: Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, I keep it busy. So, yeah. for sure.
0: Do you have one of those brains that has to be stimulated all the time? You have to be doing something.
1: You know what? I I need to be I need to be active. If um, sometimes I I mean I take one or two in the way that I just don't do anything, but yeah. I do love to do a lot of things. Yeah.
0: Right. So as we said, you just, uh, you just got back or you just went to the Comic-Con in San Diego, which is huge. And you were there for a really cool reason. You were promoting your new work, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, promoting the new hybrid book, uh, Ancient Explorers, The Lost City of Peru that just came out. We released it on San Diego Comic-Con. It was my first mm-hmm. time as an exhibitor. So I was very pumped about it. And uh, I mean, we had a blast. We met so many people. A lot of people came to my table, pick up a, a preview, the preview special printed that we had. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun.
0: It sounds like it. And I think Ancient Explorers, I think there's something just so like exciting and romantic about the idea of finding a lost city or a yeah. lost Potentially a lost treasure in the lost city. I think it's just something that really appeals to people. But this is this is not your first foray into the, the strange and lovely world of, of comics and graphic novels. Uh, you have the Unearthians. And I yeah. heard, heard that you're developing that into a TV series. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We got lucky that we got a, what we call a representation for the intellectual property. The company loves the story and uh, they want to, we, we started developing as uh, live action. Um, it's a story that I love. It's my first comic book, uh, graphic novel. It's about two best friends get abducted by aliens, but then the aliens didn't know that they're vampires. So, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of more for the, uh, you know, to the story, but um, it's definitely a cool concept and I love that story and I hope we can make it happen
0: right so the aliens are like we're gonna you know assimilate you and the vampires are like well actually
1: (laughs) you know aliens uh you know if you believe in aliens and all that stuff when they abduct humans we always the underdogs no no no, this is not the case they abduct the wrong cargo
0: (laughs) right like whoopsie i think that's such a novel concept just like to to turn it on it you know turn it on its head or to to do that little plot twist where people are like oh this is not what I
1: thought it was, but I love it. No, and it's definitely uh, other than the concept of the abduction, the vampires. I mean, I keep um, I, I, I play with the concept of uh, aliens versus vampires. What happened when the vampires drink the blood of the aliens? Uh, okay. I, I play a lot of that concept, mm-hmm. all those like both genres. I love that much and I'm always intrigued and I read about them and I just put those concepts together and possibilities and it's um it's a huge story i go from back to dracula how dracula become dracula until present day where vampirism comes and um i mean for the development development of the tv series i needed to do the treatment for season two and season three to have it on you know ready and i'm just i'm a fan of my own study that i really want to make this happen to have this huge story and universe um of this relationship between aliens and vampires i think it's pretty cool
0: i think you're touching on something because there's that age-old debate of uh, aliens but if a vampire bites a zombie does the vampire become a zombie or does the zombie (laughs) vampires are like this wild card right it's like they could be doing the turning or by you know ingesting or sucking the blood of, of another um supernatural being do they take on those you know i i
1: holidays. do play a lot with that on the i do play a lot of that on the graphic novel so uh you'll be surprised what powers they get yeah
0: <laughs> oh you well you guys will have to read you'll you'll have to go and get them and read and find out for yourself because we're not going to spoil so <laughs> yep, Tom, yep, yep. you said it was your first time as an exhibitor did you get to wander around did you get to see anything else or were you kind of stuck at your table, so to speak. You know,
1: that that's um, that's an interesting question because I was talking with my friend and I always go to San Diego Comic Con as a professional. Uh, last year, last before in 2019, the last, uh, you know, in-person Comic Con before this one, I had a panel where I released the Unertians, I was able to walk the floors and um, it was, I had a lot of free, I, I don't wanna say time, but I was doing a lot of stuff. This time as an exhibitor, I feel like I'm stuck in the table. I mean, I met a lot of people. I I, I sell books. I give a lot of uh, free single issues from the Unertians and Ancient Explorers, but I felt like I was I did not took advantage of the the Comic Con as I always had. So I'm I definitely for next year I'm gonna think about it. If I do, I definitely need to you know get people to work on the table with me, and that you know. That would come with a lot of other expenses that, you know, getting there in Comic-Con by itself is expensive. You know, printing the books. I needed to rent cars, hotels, food, the table itself. And then if I add that, bringing people to work with me. So it's uh, it's an expense. It's an expense. It definitely was uh, an experience that I wanted to have. But I don't know. I think I like to have the free time to walk the floor. I love, I'm a, I'm a fan of finding, um, um art from comic books like um so and then network also although i did network on the table a lot of people came by and uh people from the business um talking about possibility of ancient explorer 2 to make it as a video game and the chance to make a as a video game so i did network as well but it's definitely more challenging
0: i want to go on the record as saying i will come and work your table for free next year
1: <laughs> I, all right I, I get that <laughs>
0: yeah just to have the experience you know yeah, yeah an interesting experience um, meeting different people mm-hmm. and um, I guess the,
1: I think I needed the experience but it's, it's it's more challenging than I thought it's 13 hours on the floor like 9 a.m to close at 7 p.m usually we stay until 7 30 so it's it's good good 10 hours there wow. so it's very tiring
0: right And then by after doing that all day, all you want to do is go back to the hotel and sleep probably.
1: Yeah, but I did have energy to go to some restaurant and have, you know, have a cocktail or one or two cocktails and just have a little bit of fun. I love to walk on the gas lamp uh, district. I don't know if you've been in San Diego Comic Con. Hmm. Uh, They get packed. So a lot of cosplays, a lot lot of things happening around that area. So we definitely had a lot of fun.
0: It sounds like it. I just am sitting at your table because we, we've been hearing over the past few days some of the big announcements you know from Hall C or Hall H. So you at your table, already excited because you're there, you know premiering your new work and seeing people walk by just talking and whispering and oh my God and just that vibe. It has to just be, like, such high energy and so cool. So, yeah, I can imagine it was an exhilarating but probably exhausting experience for sure. Definitely both. Both.
1: Um, I mean, as a first-timer, you know, you always have that energy to go. Uh, but by Sunday, it's, it's tiring. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really tiring. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't want to pack back, but I needed to. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: You wake up Sunday going, do I really have to? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: crazy. And but, then the, you need to check out the hotel so early, so you need to bring the luggage with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a,
0: it's, a, it's a bit of a complicated. Well, I think, I think what people need to take away from it is, as a creator of anything, of a, a comic books or graphic novels or artwork or things, you don't just make it. And then everything else happens. You have, to, you're constantly working on it every minute of every day, whether you're promoting it, you know, whether you're coming up with ads or, or you know, making arrangements for it to be distributed somewhere. It's it's a constant, it's a job. It really is. It's definitely a long road. Like if you're interested in doing comics, it's like first, you know, have the story, write the story that it took me like a, a year uh, for the Unertians
1: and then find the artist, find the, um, you know, the penciler, the, the, the colorist. And then when you have when you finish that, that it took, takes maybe another another year. In, in the case of the Unertium, was a total of 12 issues. So we're doing a month per issue. And that was fast for independent comics. Mm-hmm. And then they released it. Then you had, do you distribute, a, distribute it yourself? Do you find a publisher? And then we, for the Unertium, for example, we have few publishers interested but then they want to take the whole, all the rights, um, and the only publisher that we really want that you keep the, the rights for you. is Image Comics, and um, they pass in the comics. So I was not able to send with the other publishers because I like to control my own IPs, and right. it's a big, you know, big things. Because then you need okay, I'm gonna distribute it myself. Then I need to print it, storage, uh, print. Um, expenses uh, it, it just, it's just it's a it's a lot for an independent uh, company like ours but you know we know it we we, we go for it we we're just gonna work hard to make it happen so yeah yeah i mean nothing is easier if you want something big so i guess
0: right nothing worth having comes easy you touched on an, an important point for anybody looking to get into a creative field like writing or art, or creating uh, comics or graphic novels, you you do have to be so careful who you go with that you don't lose. Unless you're completely okay with creating something and letting it go for the cash, fine. Yeah. You know that. You know that that's your journey. But if you want to keep all control, like you said, sometimes you do
1: in in, in everything. I mean, I have a lot of writers friends that they write the script, they sell it, they get a, a good amount of money and. That's hap- you know. That's good for them. That's what they want. Just yeah. depend myself. You know, I I want to produce it. I, I'm an actor as well. When I do films, I want to be in, in the films. I ha- I want to have some creative. I don't want to say full control because you have the directors and you have all the producers. But I want to I want to be sit on the table uh, to okay. take the, the, those decisions. And when it comes with the Onertians and our ancient explorers, that is a graphic novel that eventually I want to do them as a live action. I do want to have decisions. And when you give the rights, you have known.
0: Right. I mean, just for instance, it, in uh, Ancient Explorers, there's two guys and two girls, and, and maybe someone would take it and swap, you know, change it up to make yeah. to where the main characters were the girls and the, the other ones are the, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter who's in what role, but if mm. you wrote a specific way,
1: it kind of, you're like, oh, no, I don't like that. It, so. it, it does. It does. And, and, you know, I'm always open for creative input to make the story better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because sometimes it's hard when you write something to change it because you're attached. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, conscious about changes that can make the story better. And definitely I am. But some people have other creative ideas because everybody has its own mind his own you know everybody has his own world so if it i feel it doesn't fit the story or does not make the story better just because of they want to do it or because maybe an actress that can bring more money or can get the this on tv series want to play that i can consider probably that but if it's just because of that and it make the story bad then i don't know i, 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 I wouldn't do it or vice versa or. You know, but I'm always open to changes, it just depends if you're gonna make the story better.
0: Right. I mean, there's certain things that don't affect the story. For instance, in the Percy Jackson movie, one of the main characters in the book has blonde hair and they made her brown haired. Big deal, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If who her uh, mythological parent was, that would have been a big deal. In in Mm -hmm. explorers, if they change the the characters that are archaeologists to marine biologists for some reason (laughs) you're like "No, stupid why you just have to be conscious of what you can accept as changes and you you made a good point um making a film you have a director you hired a director specifically to direct your film so why Mm -hmm. are you gonna then you know be like "No, no 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 i don't want you to do what you're doing that i hired you to do but if you If you want it to be exactly, you have to do everything, right? You have to direct it. You have to act in it. You have to produce it. And then it's exactly what you want. And that's a lot of work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost impossible. That's the thing. For example, I did two indie films and the last one was Inside the Circle, a a romantic comedy. And I hired Javier Colon, great, great director. So I trust him. So when it comes for him to do whatever changes he wants to, that's why I hire him because I trust trust him if you hire somebody that you don't trust on the first place, first of all why hiring hiring it hiring him or her mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah you need to trust the people you hire like in the Onertians, for example, Álvarez was the penciler. he had so much experience doing uh, graphic novels in Mexico and sometimes the script I wrote he changed some of the panels. And he said, hey, Omar, I changed this. And when I see the art, when I saw the art, it's much better than why I explained. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, feel free to change whatever you want, if it works. And 100% of the time, everything he, he changed, it just worked better than what I, you know, uh, wrote on the script. And that's when magics happen. And I think you just need to give free freedom to all creatives so they can bring the A game to whatever mm-hmm. project uh, you're working on
0: but also working with someone that you know if you're like no I don't I don't think that works let's keep it the original way knowing that they'll be like okay boss yeah. or they truly believe that what they're you know putting forth is better and they have a convincing argument instead of just arguing and because they want what they want that's always yeah. a good
1: it's definitely a collaborative, uh, collaborative medium. Is it film or comic books or books or TV? You just need to collaborate. If not, like you said, then you need to do everything by yourself, and it's impossible. Sometimes it's impossible.
0: Now, I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure of reading uh, ancient explorers yet, but is that something? Is it a? Is, is it is it for everyone? Is it for like young kids? And it so like when you talk about or when you think about perhaps it being um turned into like a television property like a disney plus or like a, a nickelodeon or things like that that's some maybe too huh
1: yeah ancient explorer is for everybody it's a family uh, type of story it's, it's inspired on the goonies and indiana jones and those type national treasures, all these type of uh, adventures uh stories but this one has a lot of fantasy and sci-fi in between and um I mean, I would love it to have it as a live action. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, Nickelodeon, for example, that is just for kids, but this is, this is also for adults, but the mm. subject is for everybody. It's, it's, it's mostly like, I don't know if I will see, for example, Indiana Jones on Nickelodeon. Right. But, but Indiana Jones is a PG movie for everybody. Right. So mm. it's um, I think, that, yeah, it's definitely a story for everybody. And the, the, the book is for everybody.
0: The story is it's two friends, right? And one of them has uh, a grandfather has an antique shop, um, and they find some little things, little trinkets that lead to a, a mystery and a, a journey. <laughs> is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But basically, two best friends that grew up together, um, listen to Mark's grandpa tell stories about adventures and hidden treasures and. Uh, magic and all this stuff and when they grew up they put a store together with uh, Mark's grandpa's antique uh oh. and artifact stuff uh then they met these two archaeologists um females that they saw one one compass that marx has with a lot of ancient symbols and uh it was jennifer and sandy and they were like oh you know this symbol this compass looks like a like it's a real deal and these symbols represents the lost city of Peru, Paititi. It's a true legend from Peru. And they were asking, do you have more things about with this? And they said, you know, we have a map that our grandpa gave it to us. But I think it's just for, you know, for play, um, you know, fake one or whatever. So the girls wanted to see the map. When they start studying the map, they said, I think this is this is a real thing. And something put their lives in danger while they were you know, studying the map and the compass. And that's what drives them to like follow what they wanted to be uh, Mark and Louis in life, like to be explorers of the ancients. And that's when Jennifer, Sandy, Louis and Mark, you know, they go into this crazy journey to discover Paititi and it's an adventure, magic, uh, fun journey. It's basically a journey to discover themselves, all of them, to grow as a as a person as as people
0: and that's always a good story it's like if you tie in a real life moral kind of or like a a personal journey along with an adventure that's always a great thing because at the end of it you're like wait a minute wait a minute there was more to it than that well that sounds really exciting I think that would go over really well also as a as a televised series like a episodic series yeah
1: yeah, so yeah I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to try to pitch this as a live action adaptation.
0: Right, like a kind of, <laughs> like for the people that loved things like, like you said, the Goonies or Indiana Jones or even um, Carmen Sandiego, right? Yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. thing that takes you around the world or to the road to El Dorado, things like that. I think that's, it, it's very appealing to people. And I think a lot of it has to do with sometimes people feel so stuck so if they enjoy vicariously through a, a book or a you know a comic or a television show I think it always hits you know
1: and, and this is what this story is about it's about like some um, and you you mentioned the perfect word I mean a lot of people feel stuck doing the same thing and because life gets complicated people have kids get married whatever you know whatever happened in their lives and sometimes some experiences make make you push yourself to do better, to become better, or maybe getting to a point that you do things that you never thought you can accomplish. And that's what the story is about. It's about growing as a, as, as, a, as a person and try to be the best version of yourself because situation push you to that. And I think we all are capable of doing great things. Um, right. And not a, And I'm not talking to be an astronaut or a big famous actor, whatever it is, but whatever in life you do, you always can change and you always can just follow what, what you want to do in life, whatever it is.
0: Right. Even if it's something small, like going back to college.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm convincing my mom to, she's in her seventies to go, but she's in Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico right now. And I said, mom, go to college, uh, study some English because she doesn't speak too much English. And she always wants to speak English and just go to college. No, I'm too old. No, you're never too old to learn. So she's oh. thinking to go to to college, you know, those programs to 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 study English.
0: That'll be so cool, yeah, and she'll, yeah. she'll have fun with it.
1: Definitely, what? and the people you met in in the way that's you know that's I think that's the, one of the most interesting part.
0: Right. Where in Puerto Rico are you from?
1: Arecibo. Okay. You know Puerto then, Rico.
0: A little bit. I know Ponce, and I know a San Juan. Obviously, everybody knows
1: San Juan. Okay. Yeah. 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 45 minutes San Juan going to the west north part of the island
0: okay came from Puerto Rico and you went to New York right to go to school
1: I I did a pre-med I'm I still practicing medicine I have my own office in Los Angeles I did pre-med in Puerto Rico then I went to Mexico Guadalajara, to do medicine and then I went to New York City to do my to do my rest I did my residency there Uh, physical medicine pain management and then I moved to LA to pursue my entertainment career and keep
0: working as a doctor. It's so funny I've spoken you're the second creative that's also a doctor. I spoke to yeah. another who um, was from Egypt and he was a doctor and I said well that's good to have on set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you know when you do any type of career medicine is you know it's it's um uh, it's overwhelming sometimes and uh I love to create, so this part is, is, is like a balance for my personal life with medicine and the creative um, part.
0: Right, well, and being, being a physician or being a doctor is very cerebral, right? You have to think, and sometimes it's very dry and it's very um, logical, right? Yeah. And then you get to, you, you know, you punch out for the day and you get to go home and create aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it, it, you know, it is it's a nice balance for you that's really cool
1: it's definitely uh like uh I, sometimes i call it my medicine you know it's just go you just your mind goes anywhere you want and it's just very refreshing
0: well where can people order somebody hey where can people order the comics and the graphic novels is there a website or do they go to amazon
1: well the unertians uh Chapter one to twelve and ancient explorers. The full book is on Amazon Kindle, okay. digital, and then uh, the Unertians. I sell uh, volume one, chapters one to four. Uh, they can order on Amazon as a printed book, uh, and then in local comic book store in Los Angeles, Golden Apple, they can find the Unertians. Um, but I, because printing after COVID, printing got so expensive we just put the whole book on Amazon Kindle as it's easier. Uh, and we don't, you know, go too much um, expensive on, on printing and storage. I know. And if they want to see all my projects, they can go to morasproductions.com.
0: Now, a question about uh, the comics. Do you foresee maybe as things ease up with the COVID and the, the costs maybe hopefully go down or balance out, like a print on demand so that comic book uh, shops you know around the U.S. can maybe get them in
1: De- definitely like in San Diego Comic Con I met some independent um printing companies that okay. we're gonna talk about printing um the books the things the, Unertians, the full graphic the full volume complete volume one is like 334 pages wow beautiful beautiful graphic novel novel but uh I think five hundred copies was gonna cost me almost eleven thousand dollar. Oh my god! So I needed to, if I decided to do it, I needed to sell them for like almost eighty dollars. So who's gonna buy eighty dollar graphic novel? So Ancient Explorer is two hundred eight pages, is is smaller but still expensive. The but my goal is to print to print all of you know like a full, so I can have them because I love personally, I love the the, the have the, the book on my hand. So. We're working to have some books to sell um printing
0: right i imagine um i was gonna yell at my son to bring it to me but we have the compendiums of the walking dead graphic novels and they're yeah. like, <laughs> they're fat so i can't um, you said there's 12 is it 12 issues of the unearthians yeah. and that's the 308 pages or each of them are that big
1: no 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 the, the, the oh. full trade is with okay. all the 12 uh, 12 issues 334
0: that's, yeah that's a hefty that's a hefty book <laughs> that's
1: it is, that's it a, is, it is. <laughs> yeah and mm. I want to I want to like hardcover too so it's even more expensive
0: yeah well that would be cool I mean hopefully some of these contacts that you talk to at comic-con will lead you down a path because I sent my brother we have two local comic shops here in town and I sent my brother I said I said, go to Kingdom Comics and find me. I said, find me either of these. And he said, they don't have them. And I was like, well, I'm not surprised, surprised, like not because you're not big or you're not successful, but this is a relatively small town. But I was like, darn it. But I'm glad that people can go to Amazon and you can get it on your Kindle, which is cool, but also that volume volume one is available for
1: volume one chapter one to four is available to buy on amazon and i i i sign it i'm i am the one shipping it out (laughs) so so uh, i definitely that one we have books
0: oh so i can go to amazon and i can order one and it'll come and it'll be signed
1: i'll be i'll be signing for sure
0: (laughs) nice i'm gonna do that for sure and next comic-con i'm gonna work the table (laughs)
1: I promise. I, I take your word.
0: I will fly out. I will sit there for 10 hours. <laughs> Much fun talking to you. I hope that you keep in touch so we can keep up to date on the, the new developments.
1: Definitely. I appreciate it. And again, I appreciate it Like because people like you help us, independent creators, to get the stories out there and our voices out there so pe- people can know about uh, our stories. Yeah.
0: Well, everybody loves an adventure uh, to a lost city or a lost location or getting lost on your way to the location (laughs) and everybody loves the supernatural I always say everybody I generalize but a lot of people like the supernatural and the fact that you brought two things that are very interesting but mysterious at the same time aliens and vampires I mean that's a thing that's that's somebody's that's somebody's vibe.
1: Definitely. We have a good response with the Unertians and hopefully we get the same response with uh, Ancient explorers.
0: Absolutely. I can definitely see, I can see both of them on like HBO Max or, or something like that.
1: I hope so. I hope so. We're working hard to get them there.
0: Well, thank you so much for spending time with me and I'm glad you got home safely.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm just outside. Yeah. Well, thank that- you for you know, being patient with me and uh, yeah, thank you for the interview.
0: Absolutely. Keep in touch. Okay.
1: Okay. For sure. Bye bye.